All right, folks. Very exciting to uh, have another great Florida Keys Weekly. Now, here's what here's what we're saying now. This is the Florida Keys Weekly show, I've been told, because this goes to podcasts. We're in all the favorite podcast locations that your kids love, like uh, Amazon and Spotify and some other cool things. Apple. I guess there's some company named Apple out there. I saw it on Forrest Gump. Never so heard must, of it. Yeah. Um, so we do have this in podcast form, but this also, as if you might be listening on the radio, goes to radio with some of our favorite radio stations here in the Florida Keys. So this is the Florida Keys Weekly show. And sometimes podcasts, how, uh, but it's the reason why we can't say bad words because it does go to radio and it's very difficult sometimes. So uh, we'll do our best today to keep it uh, PG 13. But because of the guest I have on today, it's going to be even more difficult to do that. So let me introduce <laughs> these folks real quick. You've met Mandy Miles before. I'm Britt Myers, publisher here of Keys Weekly Newspapers, uh, Overseas Media Group, a digital company. We love the Florida Keys, bring a lot of media to the Florida Keys. But one of our editors, the Key West Weekly Editor, is Mandy Miles. She's with us today. Thanks Mandy, for having me back. back. Thanks so much. And then the wild card, the character we've brought on the show today, one of my best friends in the world, particularly here in the Florida Keys and the entire world. Um, I refer to him as... Uh, a lot of things, but my, the Michael Clayton. If you've seen the movie Michael Clayton, he's not quite an attorney. He's like the fixer. He's involved in everything. He's political. That's Josh Mothner. Josh Mothner is a guy that everyone in the Keys knows. He's been on about every board. He's been a he's a re- current realtor, Caldwell Banker Schmidt. He is uh, he's a uh, he's been a mortgage broker. He's been a banker. He's been he's got his fingers in just about everything. And uh, Josh. Welcome to the Florida Keys Weekly Show slash podcast. Well, thank you for that incredibly long resume welcome. I appreciate it. And that generally means I can't hold a job. <laughs> Dude, if I read your entire resume, we'd run out of time today. So that, that was your quick Josh Moth, the resume. If you, and sure enough, if you live in the Florida Keys, you know Josh. He's just, whether it's Marathon, I know you're a Marathon resident. You're a big supporter of the high school there. You're co- coaching some golf team there this year. I'm assisting. I'm assisting. assisting. They have a very able coach congrats okay. on the new team though that's yeah we're marathon. very excited yeah. to get that going yeah. again um i you know mp you know Matt coleman is the she's the coach she's terrific uh got to give a shout out to one of my friends one of our friends stan haynes who kind of stepped up and is uh, doing a golf tournament and to help them just got got things going again for that team and it's great good names good people up there and i think this is the first time we're going to try to move this show around some in marathon maybe the upper keys some because as you know, the Keys Weekly, uh, what we do on our side covers the entire Keys. We want to get, we want to move to those places right now. Logistically, it's just easier to do it down here. We've got the equipment. We've got uh, Shanice DeSantos, our producer right here. She makes it all happen, but we'll get up there. So, Josh, I think you're our first real... That's not true. Michelle Coldiron and Rick Ramsey, I guess, both live there. Yes, they do. The mayor and the sheriff. So, they've been on the show. So, you're really not... You're the first civilian type marathon on the show yeah that's fair but i also would like to say given your introduction once again that i think michelle cold iron and obviously sheriff ramsey are much better known than i am I, I, i'll let you take that up with them so here's what we're going to do today folks florida keys weekly show podcast <laughs> it's gonna be weird to say uh i was just told to say it that way by the man uh rob conley he's out there somewhere listening um, what we're going to do today is look through some current news here in the Key West Weekly paper. Some of it applies to the Florida Keys as a whole. And then Josh Mother is a man of many traits, um, really good at BSing. Uh, he's full of BS. And we're going to have him really wax poetic on a few subjects today because I always love Josh's take. We can talk hours on one thing, but I want to talk about the state of the media right now, some things going on in the media. 
I want to, and we'll have we'll have Mandy Miles stay on with Josh and talk about that, especially with some of this ESPN stuff going on with John Gruden as a hot topic. But there's a bigger picture there, and I think it relates to the media, what's going on in the country. I want to talk about that. And then Josh always has some good insight and some books you should be reading, some movies you might want to watch. Uh, affordable housing. No one ever talks about that in the Florida Keys. Josh has been a part of that for a long time. What he thinks about affordable housing might surprise you a little bit because we always get the same answers. Yeah, we all need affordable housing. He might surprise you what Josh has to say. I want him to interject on that. So first and foremost, uh, Josh, you feel free to pitch in here, but Mandy's going to go through some of the current news. If you want to pick up a paper this week in the Florida Keys, what's going on? Mandy Mandy Miles, editor of the Key West Weekly, what, what's on the store this week if you pick up a paper? Some of the stories you uh, want people to look at this week. We've got a lot of, of good news and ongoing news updates in this week's paper. Um, I wish I could have a keystroke counter to know the number of times I've typed the word cruise ships in uh, in the past 19 months or so. But um, yes, as usual, there's a cruise ship story in today's paper. But yesterday's paper, I guess. Sorry. This week's paper. Um, you don't have to reference the time. You never know when someone's listening. That's to this, a good so. point. Good point. All right. So yes, in, the, in our most recent issue, um, there's a cruise ship. We're just, we went back, actually, because last week at the city commission meeting, for the first time in a long time, city officials started finally discussing potential compromises on the cruise ship issue as to sort of how how far they're going to poke the bear when it comes to private property owners at Pier B. And this, and, is the, this is the Key West Commission meeting. And if you live, not to cut you off, but if you live under a rock, literally, <laughs> right. The cruise ship issue, there's been a referendum, voters voted cruise ships out of Key West, the state of Florida stepped in, the governor said no way, reinstituted sort of cruise ships, there's still an ongoing battle about that, who's right, who's wrong, who can do what, and now suddenly you're saying... Maybe both. This has been a very contentious issue with two right. sides. are saying maybe the two sides should compromise. Absolutely. Maybe we should have a formal mediation. Maybe we should get all sides in the room. The biggest, the biggest sort of sticking point is that one of Key West's three cruise ship docks is privately owned, and that company that owns the cruise ship here that spent millions of dollars building it for the specific reason of hosting cruise ships, and has then for thirty years been giving the city twenty five percent of its cruise ship revenues. The big concern um, by this. From the city attorney and many business owners in town is that those private property owners will obviously then sue the city if um, they're not allowed to accept cruise ships at their at their dock. So that's the biggest uh, the yeah, biggest so, concern. Yeah. So we can't say bad words on the show, but it is a cluster. You can fill in the blank yes. after that. It's needless to say. But the article you wrote was interesting because. There are people on sides, either side of this, saying we should compromise. You went back and said, hey, in 2020, you wrote articles, Mandy, and there are literally people saying we should compromise. And at the time, according to one side at the time, the other side said, middle finger in the air, no way. Uh, and now suddenly people want to talk about it. What changed? Exactly. I, well... I'm not sure what what has changed other than I believe some of the city commissioners are taking the city attorney's concerns about a potentially very costly lawsuit um, more seriously. Commissioner Billy Wardlow last week um, sort of said what I think is on a lot of a lot of residents minds of of we can do what we want with the two city controlled uh, cruise ship docks at Mallory Pier and the Outer Mole. But um 
you know, pri- the privately owned Pier B is a whole different animal. And even Billy Wardlow said, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily want somebody telling me what I can do with my property. Um, so there's there's more of more talk of compromise and mediation than there than there ever has been. Um, however, on the uh, the part of the Safer Cleaner Ships Committee that wants to reduce significantly reduce cruise ship traffic by ninety five percent, they are still uh, they are still saying that they are unwilling to uh, to waver on the on the percent of the reductions. Now, one of the interesting wrinkles that's happened in this, and it's been in the public eye, you've talked about it in in, in the media, Mandy Miles, is Governor DeSantis in Florida stepped in and basically the legislator came in, there was a vote, and basically everything that the local referendum, the local voters voted on was overturned at the state level, to put it in the most, the most simplistic terms as we can right. to, to move this show along. But um, because of that, there was sort of a catch 22 that someone put the mayor in a letter saying, Hey, you made a decision based on the referendum, but not based on what the governor said. And here we are at this standoff. Can you talk about that real quick? Yeah, a little bit. There is. um, So yeah, the, the state legislature invalidated the local referendums um, saying that they are uh, local referendums are completely voided if they interfere and interfere with and restrict maritime commerce. So in, in answer, the city commission has started, had started to draft, its own city ordinances that impose those cruise ship limits as opposed to the local uh, voter initiative. Um, however, the city has not yet drafted those nor approved those ordinances, so we're still sort of in limbo with these cruise ship reductions and limits. In the meantime, all the cruise lines have asked all port cities in the country to sign a memorandum of agreement, um, basically that outlines each of the cruise line's COVID safety plans in order to protect <laughs> port city passengers, uh, port city residents, and passengers on the ships. In the, um, when the mayor of Key West, Terry Johnston, met with these cruise line officials for what they thought was just a housekeeping meeting to have her sign off on their COVID safety plan, the mayor said, no, I, I'm not going to sign it unless you include Key West's um, cruise ship reduction rules in, your, in this memorandum, in this plan. And they said, well, we were under the impression that the city hasn't passed any ordinances about those yet, and the state invalidated the, the voter, voter initiative. Um, so there is some concern from... Uh, from the ship's agents in town, from some cruise line officials, and a lot of downtown businesses, um, concern about the uh, the mayor sort of enforcing a city policy that does not exist and that was uh, that does not yet has not been codified and doesn't and was invalidated by the state state legislature. So if you're following all that, again, cluster fill in the last completely. Blank. But Mandy, good you you've been on top of this since day one. The report you can go to keysweekly.com and follow a lot of this. Even our e-blast comes out daily. There's breaking news all the time that we follow. You've been on the on the tip of the spear on this. I know Josh Mothner's with us. He can't he he wants to interject on some of this right now, but we're gonna get <laughs> we're gonna get to Josh in a little bit. He said no. Uh, so uh, he's, he's a smart man. He's shaking his head no in panic. He's he's getting older like me. He's getting wiser knowing not when to stick his, his foot into something uh, like his mouth, which I do all the time. As if you listen to the show you know that. Um, so Great reporting there. So if you Thank want more you. of that, go to keysweekly.com. Really quickly, let's just look at real quick what's in the paper here in Key West this week, what's going on in the news. Uh, one of the things I thought was pretty fun that you talked about, hurricane season coming to an end, maybe not. Now the Pacific's cooling off with La Nina or La Something, one of those. And now we have to be more careful because it could, we just need to be on the lookout because it's, we think it's over, knock on wood. But December 1st is the actual date on that. You covered that this week, right? Yes, we did. And we wanted to make sure we put 
put it in the headline even that we are we swear we're not writing this article to jinx us or uh, or anything like that but yeah just a reminder we spoke with john uh, uh, writer charlotte twine spoke with meteorologist john rizzo who has uh, also cautioned us we're not out of the woods even though it is october we've had some serious storms in october in the past 10 or 15 years um so it has been an active season so far knock on wood we have uh, dodged dodged several bullets and hopefully we can make it to uh to december 1st all right, Red Barn's got their new season coming up. Josh, you've been a part of uh, Marathon Theater up in Marathon. It's good to see shows coming back. I'm sure everyone's doing it responsibly, all that stuff. That's for uh, that's for conversations for other folks to have. But at the end of the, end of the day, I'm happy to see these things coming back because I miss the arts. And we have so many talented people down here at all, all of our theaters. We have shows coming back, so Red Barn's kicking off. Be sure and check those guys out. And then you talked uh, one other article that really stuck out. There's a new toll toll rate for Cartstown Road. I've enjoyed no toll. I've been driving right through there. Um, I know. Tolls back. And it's a strange number. It's $1.60. Thank God it's all automated with a, a toll by plate because who can, who can dig out $1.60 in a dollar and change these days? I, you're right. Any other stories? We're going to get to Josh Mothner here. Mandy, you're going to stay with us and talk too about some stuff. But any other stories here on the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast, Florida Keys Weekly Show? Uh, going on in the news here in the Florida Keys. And be sure and check out our Marathon Upper Keys activity, too. A lot of great stuff from uh, Charlotte Twine. Uh, our newest editor, Alex, is up there. We've got uh, Jim Jim McCarthy up in the Upper Keys yep. doing stuff. So I want to make sure I give them a lot of recognition and all their hard work. It's not just Mandy who Absolutely. does a great job. But anything else going on we did not cover before we go to Josh Mothner, who's about to unload on us. I can't wait. Uh, one thing, if you have not gotten your Halloween pumpkins yet, obviously the Mark House pumpkin patch is open daily, 9 to 7. And has all, they're getting, I think, one more shipment of pumpkins. Um, so they're doing they're doing cool things. All right, so we've got, thank you, Mandy Miles, editor, Key West Weekly. Great work this week. Plenty of other stories in there again. That was a quick brush stroke across what's going on. That was the Reader's Digest the version. Papers. There you go. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we got Josh Mother. We gave him the intro earlier. And Josh is one of the guys who, I, and I mean this sincerely, has a great insight and wisdom about any topic you can you can think of. He's like an encyclopedia, which we call Google these days, on all kinds of things from movies to books and that kind of stuff. Um, I want a broad topic real quick because I have these discussions with Josh. Um, a lot of things going on right now. The biggest thing in the media right now is John Gruden. These emails were leaked. To give you a quick synopsis in case you live under a rock once again, uh, these emails get leaked in a well, deposition. Well, retell people who might not be familiar who John Gruden is. Of course, uh, former head coach of the Oakland, well, excuse me, Las Vegas, right. Las Vegas Raiders, which also comes in, a, in an interesting situation here, too, when you look at the parties involved. The team That's moves NFL to Las football. Vegas. football. Guy gets a $100 million contract, $10 million a year for 10 years. I can even do that math. Um, and 650,000 emails were leaked in a deposition, and only John Gruden's are leaked to the press, to the Wall Street Journal, uh, as, of, as of now, recently. And ESPN jumps all over him. Mm, a little hypocrisy there. We'll get to that. And the whole world hates John Gruden. Now, John Gruden should have been fired. He was fired. What he said was ridiculous. He's everything that's wrong with coaches like that people that get into the power uh there's no excuse for what he said not going to excuse it should have been fired so let's cover that get that out of the way right here's my issue josh there's a much bigger picture there's still 649,500 emails out there we don't get to see with a lot of rich guys team owners team presidents that that are in those emails why are those not being released and then we'll get to some other stuff that happened i want to hear your thoughts on this though because it's all fake 
Yeah. I mean, let's just call this whatever you want to call it. Okay. The problem here is that the NFL is billion dollar business. Do you know how much the stadium in Las Vegas cost? $2 billion. <laughs> yeah. And they just had to stop a, a, a game because it was lightning outside. Two that seemed billion. crazy to me. And he grabbed about it. Two uh, billion dollars. Yeah. And they had to cancel it for a, for a thunderstorm. So, you know, the juggernaut is there. The NFL is a juggernaut. The ESPN is complicit in everything that goes goes along with them. They're they're not journalists. They want to call themselves journalists. We all know this. Most of them are the kids that stood on the sidelines when they were little, okay, and they wanted to get into sports. So they all take an aggressive approach to try and act like tough guys. I'm sorry, it's just the way it is. And analysts, former players, as analysts, are, is a terrible thing. That's a disgrace. So the whole thing is fake. And so when you get something real like this that pops out, the only way you're going to find those emails, in my opinion, is if a whistleblower leaks them. Yeah, because it, it, who, we're still, we're all playing this game like we don't know or don't care. But the question is, this is one of the biggest stories in the country for a good reason. And I'll tell you why. First of all, who leaked it? We know who leaked it. The NFL did. They're, they're upset with Gruden. Again, he's wrong. Should be fired. But we got all these other emails. The, he, he called out the commissioner in those emails. We all know this commissioner will put a hit on you in a heartbeat and ruin your career. Gruden's done. He'll never be back on television. He's done. Should be. But let's get back to what happened there. The only other thing we learned from those emails when John the John Gruden emails were leaked was that Adam Schefter at ESPN, one of the, the one of their most notable talking heads, as a, uh, he and Stephen A. Smith, who I can talk about that guy too. no. <laughs> uh, so Adam Schefter's emails get leaked. Come to find out in some communication with him and team president at the time, Washington football team, Bruce Allen, uh, he basically is writing a story on a collective bargaining, bargaining agreement between the players and the league. Now, that's a big deal. If you don't know what that is, those sound like words. You're like, whatever. It's a big deal because it, it has to do with what the teams make, what the players make. That's a story that needs to be unbiased and told from both sides. What's Adam Schefter do, come to find out, in the leaked emails? He's writing Bruce Allen, team president, and saying, hey, here's the story, Mr. Editor, and I quote that. Uh, rewrite this how you like, send it back to me. Wow. Now, whose side do you think is going to get told on that, first of all? And in spec- second of all, if you said, well, what's the big deal? You you didn't take Journalism 101 in preschool. You don't do that. Never. You just don't do that. Your integrity, everything about journalism says, no, that's ridiculous. You don't even do that when you're writing about the local mom and pop baseball league much right. less when you're doing it on such a big story and you're such a big name in sports and here's this guy uh, i i am baffled that that's not a bigger story but when you realize who owns what espn's not covering it obviously that's their who guy owns espn disney uh-huh. uh and then start looking at who else owns what else is disney on what other news organizations things like that so why is this not being covered for the exact reason you think it is this is one of the biggest stories, and it alludes to the, one of the biggest problems in journalism and media today. Uh, and we all face scrutiny. We all get called things. But this, this if I'm an NFL player and I saw this happen, I'm starting to scratch my head and say, what else is going on? This right. is all collusion. This is a media that's supposed to be – really, ESPN was built for players, sports, right? That's who's the most important. Nope. It's the owners. It's the bigwigs. And now it's the talking heads literally in an email saying, this is who we are. Wow. Because it's all about the messaging. It's all about the messaging. It's their billionaires. They want messaging in their name, the way they want it. They're not going to sit back and let somebody have open scrutiny. And by the way, going back to the collective bargaining, that's basically you're talking about labor relations. You're talking about unions. That's what this is. It's unions versus owners. It's just, and it's the same in every industry in the, in the country right now, except for one thing. The NFL has antitrust exemptions, right? So mm-hmm. the, this is a, it's rigged. It's been rigged from the start. 
people make jokes about the owners, the owners in football, the owners in, even in basketball. They got a little more scrutiny in basketball because there's a little different dynamic because of the number of players. But the fact is that this is wealth, massive wealth, massive money making. It's not going to be done the way you what you the way it's supposed to be done. It, it, it's funny you say that because the average Joe, and I don't know how many times I've heard it said, yep. will hear this story, and instead of worrying about why the NFL is protecting somebody and coming and putting a hit job on someone else, why the NFL is coordinating with a journalist named Adam Schefter at ESPN, and why that's not a big deal when he's just telling their narrative and making the public see it their way versus the player's way. The average Joe, I will, and you'll hear it after this too. Well, the players are a bunch of baby billion, you know, millionaires, and all they right. do is complain. It, wait a minute. You want to look at what the players are making versus what these owners are making? Uh, you ever heard Chris Rock talk about this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Chris Rock, rich and wealthy. Yeah. Shaq's rich. The guy who signs Shaq's check is wealthy. Yeah. There you go. Right? And that's the that was when Shaq was playing, obviously. I, I hate to do this. I, I'm just going to say it. No one cares. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, this is this is the biggest. This is a game of stratego, right? Adam Schefter is the biggest. Is he going to win a Pulitzer Prize? No, for he's going to go doing? work for a gambling company, which is also that, another that's thing. That's exactly that's come my up. point. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a sham. Boom Entertainment, in case you want to know, that's where he'll be. Right, and he's been in the spotlight for that. NFL moves to Vegas. Adam Schefter has been the the poster child for some of these gambling. Now gambling is getting legal. A lot of stuff going on here. A lot yeah. of stuff going on here. So. <laughs> All revolved around money. Yeah, yeah. This is look. One of the things hopefully we'll talk about is this concept of refocusing, clearing your cash, and seeing life in a different way. Because I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that later if we can. And one of the things that I realized, and I'm just I'm, I was a, I was a screaming at the TV football fan. I am no longer that. I am no <laughs> longer that. I can barely tolerate listening to them. Mm-hmm. The number of commercials that play in between plays on a football game. Yep. There's a reason you have to watch it in a group of people or at a bar. Exactly. Because when you watch it by yourself, it's intolerable. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of people are going to get upset about that. Hey, that's the only reason Monday we Night only Madness watch the recorded whole versions thing, now. But that's what it is. I'll just say this one thing, because we're going to move on to something else here with Josh Mothner. we got Mandy Miles on the Florida Keys weekly podcast and show, radio show. Uh, we've got about 10 more minutes here. I will say this, though. If you're saying, well, I don't care, I do care, I'm offended by the NFL, these emails, uh, where were you? When we found out that Facebook was tar- and Instagram was targeting young girls with anorexia and other things yep. directly, if any other company had intentionally done, too, if any other company or person had done that, they'd be canceled. They'd be done. We'd all no one batted an eye. I bet you're on if you're listening and you're saying, "Well, that's horrible." I bet you were on Facebook and Instagram this morning. Everybody was. Uh, who's holding them accountable? How atrocious was that? And where's the coverage on that? Exactly. And, you know, that, that is another story, another topic for an entire 30 minutes one day. But before you start throwing stones at the NFL, which I love to do, obviously, man, what about that story? No kidding. And the whole, th- the whole thing reeks of, of the whole big tobacco and, you know, back in the old Mad Men, Mad Men ad days with the, uh, with the whole industry. Uh, you see, a lot of people don't remember that. Obviously, I'm an ancient creature, so that's part of the problem here. But I do recall the antitrust lawsuits against AT, against Ma Bell is what it was right, called back right. then and against IBM. Yeah. Yep. Okay, a couple things happened from that. One of the things is long distance prices came way down. Yep. But everybody was complaining. I knew people whose parents worked for law firms, they made their entire living suing IBM. It took decades. No one's doing that anymore. True. They can do this. They did it to Ma Bell and we all had a benefit from it, an actual consumer benefit. These tech this particular situation with Facebook. No one do you guys remember Cambridge Analytica? 
Did I even say that That's word? Right. Did, yeah, do you remember Cambridge, Cambridge Analytica? Yeah. Yeah. Were they allowed people to use the, the development platform to exactly. do things that were lies? And does and it was they caught them on tape. Nothing. Nothing was done. So look, there's a quote, and I think it was on Facebook today. I don't know who said it. Civilizations end when they listen to their politicians and not their poets. Okay? I like it. You talked about arts, right? And it's good that we're getting it back because we need it now more than we've ever needed it before. At times of turbulence and times of autocracy and oligarchy and all the things that are going on right now, and yes, I'll say it and defend it all day long, we need to have people that are talking about things from the heart and not from the pocketbook. But that's, that's where we're at. You know, I've talked about this. We can have a terrorist crisis. Heaven forbid it happens. But when it does, and you think I'm wrong about this, go back and look. One of the first things everyone looks at is what the stock market's doing right. after a bomb goes off or, or something horrible, which we don't want to see ever happen. But my point is, everything's relayed a lot of times around this this idea that how's the money, how's the, how's the economy affected? Is it important? Yes. But we put it so much higher in regard, especially at the wrong times, than we should be doing another conversation. For, we can talk yeah, about that for no 30 doubt. minutes, wouldn't we? Yeah. Uh, so we have a couple minutes here. We have Josh Mothner. I always want his take on things. He's one of my favorite go-tos on books and movies. Um, before we talk about those two things, Josh, you have been on the ground floor of the most topical and debated discussion in the Florida Keys, and we all know the issues with affordable housing. No one can afford to live here. It's becoming a second home community. The, the people that do live here sell it and move out. Uh, the workers can't afford to live here. Give me the one-minute solution. Uh, <laughs> you've, had, you've been very, you know, you've been a part of the housing authority, all kinds of different things that you've been in the Florida Keys. Um, give me the one-minute solution. So. In a, in a nutshell, there are people that can afford to live here. Uh, and it, it's, it's a wage issue on one hand. It's a supply issue on one hand. Yes, there is some component that vacation rentals play, particularly in the Middle Keys. People know about that down here as well. But I have had discussions with people, and, I can, and, and this is probably going to annoy a lot of people, what I'm going to say. Everybody has their own dog in the fight. Okay, the question is, the math is the math is the math is the math. Some people have said to me out loud, I pay my guys $40 an hour. I'm like, wow, well, that's pretty good. That's 80 grand a year. Okay, that's 80 grand a year. And they're telling me they can't find a place to rent. It's a place to rent. They can't find a place because they can afford a $2,000 a month rent on that salary. That's true. Under the guidelines that HUD uses, that, that people have used forever. I'm not trying to say they should pay that, mm-hmm. but the truth is people want to live in a place that costs $2,500 and pay the rent of $800. And here's the really insidious part for me. Not everybody, there are a lot of great souls, great minds working on this problem, but in places where we've built a ton of affordable housing, particularly in Marathon right now, it's still a problem. Why, if we have additional units coming on board all the time? Well, there's always a reason. There's always a reason. And so you need to have the units, you need to have them, but the fact is, is it's a three-legged stool. Money, land, and rights. You have to have those three things in order to build affordable housing. If you don't have them, you have to either be subsidized or you have to figure out something else. And the only way people subsidize right now is with the low-income tax credit projects, like the one that's been battling on Sugarloaf forever. But why is that one not getting done? NIMBY. Well, so many things I want to say because we can do another 30 minutes on that one yes. day. We'll have Josh Mothner on this show yeah. more often. I, if I can get Josh down here or if we move the show to Marathon some with our friends up there uh, and really dig into some of this because you've got great insight. One of the things you said is maybe we just stop calling it affordable housing Yes, and calling it what? Well, somebody's using that line right now, so I don't want to oh, okay. let I'm them sorry. go. No, no, no. Right, it's yeah. completely fine. Okay. That's completely fine. Like, 
That's all right. That's the way it works. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so we have a couple minutes. Josh, we've got you about five minutes here. Shanice says, Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. I've got Mandy Miles. I've got Josh Mothner. Josh, you're a man. You're, you're always reading something. You send me books sometime. Mandy and I read your, the last book you sent me, which was, uh, what was the book with the- The uh, Pandemic? The yeah. Oh, that was fantastic. Phenomenal. Was that your recommendation? Yep. Yep. Loved it. Um, gave it to him for Christmas. What's nice. that called? So people know. The uh, Premonition. Premonition. Premonition, yeah. So a great book. Uh, Josh- what should we be reading right now? So I've just started reading it. I, I picked it up for, uh, because of a conversation I had with a very close friend of mine up in Marathon, and it's called uh, Entangled Life. Entangled Life. And it's okay. about fungus. Oh. And it will change your life. All right. So you're telling people to read a book about fungus. Yes. Um, already a tough sell, but I know you. I know it's got to be good. Tell us why. Because we have no idea how intertwined that particular those particular organisms are with our life. How, perba- how pervasive they are. Unbelievable when you start to understand what is what it's whether it's yeast that makes alcohol, whether it's medicine, whether it's massive organisms, the largest on earth, mm-hmm. the way they talk, the way they communicate with other plants. Wow, is it terrifying? It's no, it's awesome. Okay, okay. There's a story in it. I haven't read the actual story, but I just want to tell it real fast. Magician, brand new magician, goes to and this is why talks about life-changing things brand brand new magician starts doing his show in clubs he's having a great time doing his show and he does this show and there's an old couple sitting in the front and they leave the show and the next day they come back and they get him before his show and they go i need to ask you a question he's like what did you put something in our drink did you dose us or did you microdose us or mm-hmm. he's like what are you talking about he goes no we're serious did you do anything no we didn't why are you asking me that well yesterday when we left we left and, and, and the, the sun was just, no, I guess it was an afternoon show. I don't know the whole, actually the way this works out, but they said they saw things they never saw before. Mm-hmm. The sun was brighter, the, the birds were flying, they saw everything and they couldn't understand it. So he reminded them again that, that he didn't dose them, he didn't do any of that. In his time, not, short, long, not long after that, he spoke to an older music, magician and he told that story and the older magician said, you would be shocked how many times that happens. Wow. And he goes, why? And what the reasoning is, is that we are, just like a computer, we have a cache. The way our brain sees things, okay, is actually seeing what we think it's supposed to be. That's why you don't notice things sometimes. Some people notice things better than others. So what happens is when you see something that blows you away or that makes your brain go, wait, what? Like a ping pong ball coming out of an ear Mm -hmm. or something like that, it clears your cache. And so when you go start seeing things again for a minute suddenly you're actually starting to see them right interesting again and more than what you would just expect to what see what you would right again just the only same analogy that i can use is clearing the cash i don't think they use that sort in of book. unbiased new lens well you start to see a new lens right yeah. so but what this book talks about is that is going to happen when you read this book oh nice right? good i'm because excited you're going to understand what's the name of the book it's called entangled life entangled, entangled life, life. That's by the name of merlin it. oh boy i can't remember his name well, but well, anyway i'm going to send you a copy anyway all right folks look it up entangled life fungus i've got some friends in town here in key west who love fungus i can say that right now <laughs> and uh they're microphiles no comment yeah and um i don't know what radio can allow but that's a big another 30 minute discussion one day because that's <laughs> being pushed to be legalized now maybe yes, it you, is. you know and there's there's well, a lot of scientific arguments that's about part that, of it too yes especially right. coming out of where this usually starts in areas like seattle you know washington and well then you, you need to read leanne Mor- moriarty's book right yep. the nine perfect strangers there you go yes, so yes. a television show now as well so yeah uh fungus is going to be a more and more topical discussion so i'm, re- I'm going to dig this book and really jump into it um we're running up on time any movies or shows we should be watching josh josh yeah. mothner yeah 
Well, uh, um, I did. See, I did watch Card Card Counters. Okay, which is better than I thought it would be. Good. It's paced like a David Mamet movie, even though it's Scorsese. You know, very paced. Scorsese and, movie, right. Card Counters, great cast in that. Who's in that movie? Yeah, whatever that guy's name is, <laughs> yeah. Isaac Oscar Isaac or uh, something. Yeah. yeah. Who's better? Who's really good in Annihilation? But that's another movie. I haven't seen that one. Watch it. Okay. So check out Card Counters. I did see the new Bond movie. I'm a huge Daniel Craig fan. I'm a huge fan of Bond. I will tell you, I don't. I I would. I'd still go see it. But I left. I left unfulfilled. I was disappointed. A lot of people are loving it for all these different reasons. I just like James Bond, and I typically and I specifically like Daniel Craig. This one just left me. Yeah. Uh, that's my take on it. Um, I hate, a little yeah. flat, yeah, because you stayed on the ground. A little nonplussed. Yeah, so uh, I'd like to get you know if you're listening, let us know your take, Josh. You and Mandy go see it. Let me know your take. But that was my James Bond review. Um, no time to die. But still, if you're a James Bond fan, you got to go see it. Of course, I mean, you have to. Um, we'll we'll kind of end the show with that. Where do you rank Daniel Craig in the all time? Because Josh, you go back, you watch your movie guy. Where do you rank Daniel Craig? Let's put you on the record here. Who's, who's your favorite Bond or Bonds? See, and where you, do you put him? Most people will tell you about Bond. They're going to tell you who they saw like the first time, or right? Who they so relate for me, to? Yeah. For me, Live and Let Die was I. It was the first time I. I um, and I don't even remember his name. Is that Roger played, Moore? Roger Moore played the Saint. I thought Live and Let Die was great. Looking back on it, it's a little little kitschy, but that's okay. It was the seventies. Is right. what it was. That the Seven Up guy, but. <laughs> Look, you know, <laughs> you're really dating yourself. I'm not telling you, it's what it is. It's a cola nut. So the uh, I, I was a big Roger Moore fan, but I think Daniel Craig might be tops. Daniel Craig. I know that that's blasphemy to people in my generation because they are a Sean Connery. I'm still Sean a Sean Connery. Connery. I'm still a Sean Connery fan. Yeah. Is it because yeah. he's sexy? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. But it's not. But the, the sexism part doesn't bother you. I know. I, I should. It should bother down. me. Can we not say sexy on the air? Are you? Oh, it really okay. should bother me, but I'm sorry it doesn't. I no, just, that's okay. I I, that's honest. That's <laughs> I'll fair. take the rapist for four hundred. Right, Alex. right. <laughs> Let it snow. But I would put Daniel Craig at right as a close second. But now I'll always be a uh, I'll always be a Sean Connery 007 fan. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there are people going to go. What did she just say? Oh, I know they're going to go. They're crazy. not going to realize the SNL reference just to make sure everybody knows. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because I don't like yeah, right. yes, Celebrity Jeopardy and um, the the category on SNL was the was called therapist. therapist. Yes, and uh, Sean Connery. It was right after his scandal, I believe, with his sort of sexist uh, slapping his wife. But it wasn't him incident. that actually said it. No, it was. Right. Uh, who was the actor? Well, uh, yeah, that, that featured Norm Macdonald, so we'll yes, say uh, okay. R.I.P., yeah. one of my favorites. Yes. And uh, some guy named Jimmy Fallon was in that skit. Obviously, Will Ferrell was the host. And then who played Burt? Let's see, you had Burt Reynolds. You had Burt Reynolds, which was... Which yeah. was McDonald and you? Who was and who played Connery? One of the remember. other guys that yeah. used to be on there. He's one of, the, one of the more lesser known, but he stole the show. He was yeah. great as Sean Connery in that. And we can't quote everything he said, but that's <laughs> let it snow. Yeah, Google <laughs> Celebrity Jeopardy. There's two of those over time. Tom Hanks is one of, one of those. And uh, if you didn't get anything else out of the Florida Keys Weekly Show and podcast here and radio. Google that show and have some fun. Josh Mothner, thank you for the recommendations. We'll have you back on and really dig deeper into some some of this stuff. This was kind of kind of a brief intro for you today. Yeah, he can go. This this is fun. You can. Yeah, I love. We to can talk just about let, stuff. wind him up and let him go. This <laughs> right. is good. Uh, we'll give yeah, him a list you, of topics. I'm excited. Yeah, and we'll have Mandy Miles on here, of course, the editor of the Key West Weekly, 
newspapers down here in Key West and, in, and for Mandy and the rest of the editors and all the, the breaking news and the stories, go to keysweekly.com. Check us out there and uh, get you a good dose of Florida Keys news. And I appreciate you both being on the show today. It's been a lot of fun. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you soon.